You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 161. We're back with Sarah Pierce on the show. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Welcome back. Yay. Are we ready to talk about nutrition again? Because everyone loves this topic. They really do. And everyone gets really (laughs) fired up about it. Yep. (laughs) So let's check in. So let's start with, uh, I guess let's start with both of our journeys. Yes. Let's start with me, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> since, we're, since I'm the one talking. Yeah. No, I just, I think, okay, so we started exactly a month ago. Mm-hmm. And the purpose that we worked with, started working with Sarah was to kind of extend the WAG journey. And I think a lot of us, um, a lot of our listeners have jumped on the wagon <laughs> and that we, you know, we had started counting macros and it had been going on for six months. And then we kind of were like, well, how, where do we go from here? And I think the longer you do it, the more comes up for you. So I think um, we'd already developed a relationship with you and you have a really extensive background and not only as an athlete, but as a gym owner and as yeah. a nutrition coach. So the purpose of working with you is to continue the conversation. So we'll start with a couple things that have come up for me. And um, I think the biggest piece for me, and Sarah, you can kind of weigh in on this was, I think at first when you're counting macros, you feel like you're really stuck to this template. And not, I'm not saying like a strict template, like, oh, um, everyone gets the same numbers. I'm just saying like, oh, you feel, you feel a little bit of a pressure to hit those numbers every single day, right? Yeah. So like, how do you work it out where there's days where you're like, man, I'm just not feeling that. Or I'm like, this is just not feeling right for my body. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. My biggest things people, um, especially people I've been working with definitely recently is um, just working on figuring out how they need to eat on a regular basis. So if we're going to make this kind of like a lifestyle and a routine that they get into and that they stick with, it kind of has to be something where, yeah, you're counting macros in the beginning. um, And I want everyone to stay as strict as they're comfortable um, staying. But at any point, if they have a day where they just need to listen to their body or they just want to stop counting because it gets to a point where it is too neurotic for them or it's making them um, feel unhealthy because they're, you know, they're mentally not sound with it, then I just have people literally as they're counting in the beginning start to understand what food looks like, as in how much is four ounces of protein in the palm of your hand. You know, compare it to everyday things in life like I have people say all right you know three to four ounces of meat is about a deck of cards in my hand Um, or two fistfuls of sweet potato is about this many carbohydrates or you know this much fat in in a spoon is about this many grams of fat and they can start to to with repetition remember what those things look like and it gets to the point where you can literally begin to eyeball those things and obviously that's not going to be you know exact precise science but what's more important to me is that people understand how to eat um, versus counting every individual macro and if you get days where you're feeling like hey you know I feel really um, low blood sugar I feel like I really need you know some carbohydrates back in my diet then then I either do like a refeed day with people where I really up their carbs to kind of refuel them and get them back on track or literally I just go you know what do what feels best for your body don't go overboard don't go and eat a whole cake from you know Susie Cakes which is awesome but don't do that um, but have you know some flexibility and 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 just go with what your body feels and refuel yourself because it's generally what's happening when you're having a day where you just don't feel like counting 
Right. And I think yeah. that's where I was struggling too, was that I felt like uh, what became very apparent for me was that it doesn't have to go all one way or the other. And no. that listening to your body on a day by day basis is really empowering and going yeah. because, because you're the nutrition coach, we expect, or we assume that we're like, okay, we have to stay with this. But I think it's right. really cool that I've been able to be like, it's almost like there were days when I was afraid to be like, Hey Sarah, I'm, this is how I'm feeling. Or, Hey, I, I mean, you know, I'm having trouble starting with carbs in the morning totally. and to where I would expect you to be like, no, you got to do it. And you were yeah. just like, okay, well let's adjust. Cause I think the, the main point of this too, is to really get to know how our bodies are feeling on the fuel that we put in Definitely. our bodies. And it doesn't have to be all one way or the other, no. but I think we get really stuck on that rigidity and that can yeah. be pretty dangerous, right? Yeah. And it's more about consistency because what I find is that when people try to obsess too much about the numbers being exactly right and sticking with the timing and doing, you know, exactly the, the way that I've laid it out, it kind of ends up to where if they fall off, then they punish themselves. However that may be, they might like overeat and just say, screw this, I'm over it, this isn't working, and I'm just going to go off the rails. Or they'll just like go in the gym and do like a four-hour workout session, and then they'll text me after and be like, hey, I went over on my macros, so I just went and did like four hours of cardio. And I'm like, I, I do everything I can to get my clients to text me before anything drastic like that happens, um, just because it's like... And I, I stress it in the instructions that I send out. Like, this is not about, like, one gram or even 10 grams. Like, this is literally about understanding how much roughly, how much carbohydrate, roughly how much protein, and roughly how much fat and veggies you should be getting every day and making it a routine to where you know, you know, every meal, um, it, you can change the types of food that you're eating, but you know that you're not overeating. And I think it's more, again, I come back to it every time. It's more about knowledge. Like people text me and email me the most once they start their plans saying, wow, I can't believe how much I'm learning about literally like how much I've been eating or how little I've been eating. Like it blows me away, like learning about food. So, yeah, I love that. And I think that's the uh, one of the big lessons that I feel I've learned is to just have somewhat of a roadmap. Mm -hmm. But where it can get tricky is a lot of the guilt that comes along with it if we don't hit that or if we, we're not on par one day. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit more about when people try to, um, I guess, overcompensate with exercise. That's a really yeah. interesting thing to me is like, why do you get them to text you before then? Like what's going on when they're trying to do that? Yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not an eating disorder, but it's certainly like symptoms of which can develop just from this kind of macro lifestyle where people will go kind of crazy, maybe at a party or a weekend away, and then they'll, you know, they'll gain weight. And usually it's water weight. Um, I text my clients, uh, or sorry, I email my clients a, a really big instructional packet when I start them on this thing. And one of the big thing, things that I talk about is fluctuations in weight on the scale, um, and even fluctuations in like bloat in your body, because there's so many things that can literally day by day change the weight on the scale and your body composition. So salt, sodium is a huge, factor if you overeat sodium it sucks up water into your cells and so you're going to retain that water weight and you're going to blow so if you have like a really salty day and you don't even realize it you could gain like five pounds literally by the end of the day um another I don't big think people really understand that like yeah i think we really need to hit that home too is that 
uh, especially women that yeah. we're not we aren't gaining weight from that no. one meal i mean like no. I, the, honestly i feel like that's mind screws a lot because yeah. i get caught up in like oh i had that birthday cake last night at that party yeah. and i woke up and i was 10 pounds you know not 10 pounds but like yeah. a pound or two heavier and yeah. it's like that wasn't because of that one meal. No, like, that, and that's what I, I tried to tell people. Like, you literally cannot gain five pounds of body fat in a day. It's literally impossible. It's impossible. Like, it's, it doesn't matter who you are, what you eat. You could eat. You could eat McDonald's every hour for twenty-four hours, and you would still not gain two pounds of body, two to three pounds of body fat in a day. It just doesn't right. happen. So, right. Um, basically, yeah. So sodium can cause bloat and weight changes. Um, obviously hormonal changes for women can cause that as well. Like severe fluctuations in weight and bloating, um, carbohydrate intake can cause water retention and bloating, which people find when they first start eating more carbohydrate is they tend to bloat and gain a little bit of weight because their body is retaining more water and water weighs a lot. And same thing with intense exercise. You do CrossFit, you do any kind of weight training where you're constantly tearing up your muscle fibers. Your body repairs itself by sucking water into those torn muscle cells and so again you work out really hard that's like when that one day when i asked you if you were really sore yes. from anything because you were feeling a little heavier it's because literally like you tear up your muscle fiber your body sucks in water to help repair it because it's part of that system um then you're gonna so counter, it's so counterintuitive because you're like i just did this super hard workout i should have lost weight and then you go and you or not i, I know lost weight, but you know and you're like, <laughs> i just killed myself and i gained three pounds yep. like what the f yeah. yeah, isn't that funny? Because yeah. we expect that we're going to be uh, feeling thinner after a good workout. And yeah. I think I think we're really talking to the audience that is the diehard working out crew that's yeah. like going really hard and like mm -hmm. expecting that that's going to, I mean, those are the results. And yeah. I, I don't know, I think it's just worth discussing that too of really providing that balance because aren't we yeah. also talking about like stress on the body yeah and definitely. being and being stressed overall like I've, I've been listening to some other podcasts too about like how even just stressing about food can cause inflammation in the body so Cortisol it's like all so you know so potent yeah so like yeah. if you're gonna have a glass of wine don't stress about it no. because you're gonna make it even worse yes exactly <laughs> and it, and it's about like with the exercise thing as much as we love crossfit and as much as we love high intensity exercise the worst thing that you can do for a for a CrossFit lifestyle is to eat like no carbs or to undereat um, because you're raising your cortisol levels when you do CrossFit workouts. Again, as great as they are, that's kind of a an unavoidable side effect of intense exercise. You're raising your cortisol levels because you're stressing your body out. You're putting it into a position where the, your heart rate is elevated. You're breathing hard. Your body thinks that it's like in trouble, so your cortisol levels are elevated and they don't come down if you're not consuming carbohydrates, especially post-workout. So that's one of the big things I focus on. But coming back to the beginning question, like about why people go into the gym and like punish themselves after that. Again, I think it's just that mentality of um, they kind of feel like they can burn off the calories that they yes. consumed. So they like yes. eat like crap and then they go work out for three hours. And that just, it's not, it's not not true. Like I would like people to increase their exercise level overall, but at the same time, I mean, punishing yourself for overeating makes a really horrible, unhealthy cycle where you just feel like, well, I could probably do that again and I'll just go in the gym and work out for three more hours. And then it just creates something where it's happening all the time. Um, so I just try to get my clients, like if they go off the rail, like they know that I'm not going to be like, what's wrong with you? Like you messed up. I'm 
I'm so understandable because so understanding because I've done that myself. I've my weight has has rollercoastered my whole life. I've been I've been chubby. I've been overweight when I was in high school. I've even struggled as an athlete with my weight, going back and forth between having to be strong for grid and having to be lean as a CrossFitter. And so I understand it. And so I I really kind of almost beg people like, hey, if you have a bad day, like you know, shoot me a text or an email. And I I think that, again, is something that kind of has been setting me apart for people and what they're realizing is different about me is that it's, I'm not like here to just be like, well, you messed up. I don't really know what you want me to say. You just have to be consistent. Right. Like people will write me and be like, hey, I'm like beating myself up because I had a piece of cake. And it's like, instead of just saying, well, don't do that again. It's like, I give them like kind of a little pep talk and I think that that's helpful and then it doesn't make them want to just go, you know, do three hours of cardio. Well, I think too, if I'm being honest, I can definitely fall into that trap of like, you know, of course we all want to eat healthy and we want to have balance and we want to work out and I like working out, Mm -hmm. right? Like I really enjoy it, but I also want to find like the place where I'm going, okay, am I taking like adequate rest and like really relaxing Mm -hmm. versus like having this always be the focus? And I think that's a really fine line for a lot of people. Because overtraining can cause you to retain body fat. Right. Well, and I feel like you don't like working out isn't enjoyable when you're doing it in that mindset of like well no. I have to do this because yeah, I'm like you. yeah exactly so <laughs> so I feel like that's I mean I don't know I, I feel like we we talk about that a lot but I think it's worth discussing because it keeps coming up too is like Nicole Christensen I will say again and again has said multiple times to us when we've interviewed her like if people are feeling guilty about not getting in the gym it's because their diet isn't on par yeah and I wholeheartedly agree with that and that really resonated with me where um, as healthy people, how can we really find that, that balance mm-hmm. is kind of what we're looking for. So, mm-hmm. um, can you talk a little bit too, just cause I'm curious, Sarah, of like the things that you personally have struggled with and how you've overcome like finding that balance to where you can coach from a place of like, Hey, I'm on a solid ground here and I can really coach you because I understand. Yeah. Um, I, have gone through a ridiculous amount of diets um, before I started doing this. So in high school, like all through middle school, high school, I weighed about 175, 180. um, And that was with no athleticism whatsoever. And I was like five, six. Um, So I was definitely not in a healthy kind of state. I didn't really care about my fitness or sport. And, uh, I got out of college and literally started CrossFit um, kind of back in like 2008 um, was when I first started it and opened a couple gyms and it was really a journey for me. I mean, I started out doing the zone diet. That was like my first quest to figure out how to eat healthy. I was trying to figure out blocks and measuring all the craziness of the zone diet and uh, and it's so funny because I just saw on the CrossFit website, main not main page, but their Facebook page say that you know, CrossFit and the zone diet is, is what they preach. And they do that in a, yeah. in level one too. So I, yeah. that doesn't surprise me, but it's interesting that they're really still on board with that. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially macro counting. It's just a different way of macro counting. I mean, yeah, isn't I it? Like yeah. They recently, didn't they recently like write a blog post or a journal article or something where it basically was like kind of broke it down more or less to say that like the difference between zone and macros is that macros takes into account the fat that's in your protein. And like, yeah, in a lot of ways, that's really the main difference. Yeah, I think I think more so. Yeah, I mean, it, it does that. And, and, and 
like macro counting is much more specific than the zone diet yeah and zone, I, i've done i've done zone two which is also yeah. like the thing that is for me i didn't love about zone was that like every single meal had to be exact it was kind like, of ob- obnoxious right where it's yeah. like you know with macros like uh, you know with carb timing yeah. whatever like you are trying to have some structure to each meal but it's not like every time you eat it has to be everything no. in this ratio. that just doesn't work for people like no, i did the zone diet and it was so much work that i literally just quit because i was like i'm meal prepping my entire fridge is tupperware and ziploc bags and i'm just like it's disgusting like i'm eating food that's like five days old yeah at the yeah. end of the week because i i like have no time to just like make yeah. a meal because i have to prep everything I, and weigh I almost it out. literally ate the same thing for 30 straight days. I did that, yeah. Like, I'm at the point, I reached my lifetime limit of sweet potatoes. Like, I can't eat yep. sweet potatoes anymore. Yep. <laughs> and it's a good, it's a good way of, of eating for, I mean, Barry Sears has done some amazing things with um, really obese people that are on the, literally the brink of death. And he's like brought mm-hmm. them down, had them lose like 200 pounds just by eating the zone diet. And he's proven like, hey, you can zone with like a Big Mac from McDonald's. They're super cheap, like 15, 20 bucks at Target or Walmart, wherever. Um, download the MyFitnessPal app. There are other apps that you can use to track macros, but MyFitnessPal has always been kind of tried and true for me. I really like it. I think it's really user-friendly and it's very accurate. Um, and start plugging your food in. So you can literally start tracking what you normally eat without making any changes, without having macros. You can just start to look at it. And then when you do get going with a nutrition coach and hopefully they have the... Uh, the qualifications that that would warrant this they'll probably ask for food logs they'll want to see like hey um i want to get an idea of how you're eating now um what whether it's macros or not just like give me a food log and so that i know what you're eating um and then that you'll have it already so you can show it to them um and then it'll also again just kind of open up your eyes to like how many calories am i consuming in a day and then just start paying attention to food labels start entering things in um to my fitness pal and uh and watching kind of your intake on a daily basis making sure that you're eating a lot of veggies as much as you can um and and like i said just trying to trying to track it just to start out to kind of get in that rhythm and then in terms of yeah carb timing it's definitely something that most people literally don't do like I'm I'm blown away I am and I'm not because when I first started I didn't really have any idea about this either and it took me a long time to learn Um, but I am sometimes blown away by how how little people eat to fuel their workouts Um, so what I really recommend people do, and it's not about carb loading, it's not about like, you know, eat eight plates of pasta before you do a CrossFit workout. It's just getting some energy in your body before you work out. I so wish you're, it was about that. I know, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like before I have competitions, I'm like, cool, I get to carb load the night before. <laughs> Like, right, yeah. So how much mac and cheese? Exactly. How many? Worth? How many lobster mac and cheeses can I eat before this competition? Um, so yeah. Yes. Um, so what I kind of tell people: try to eat um, a good amount of, like, a good serving of 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 complex carbohydrates before you work out. Anywhere, depending on the size of the person, from like. 30 to 60 grams 30 being like a very small person or a very small female 60 grams being like a bigger very large muscular guy maybe upwards of 70 
Yeah, and let me say like this is a huge this is a piece where I had a big problem. Yeah. And we can we don't want to go too far into this, but like I was because I work out so early, I was like, Oh Sarah, this is so hard. But at the same time, like I was having major problems with cravings after yeah, I work out and totally. then like through the rest of the day. So I've been playing around with that too. Yeah. But um I, I also just kind of like out of curiosity, like wanna know like I not a lot of programs, especially with um, macro canning really promote that but what is it that's really important about that timing yeah just i mean the 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 carb timing around the workout in general including what you do during and after is important too but basically before if you don't give your body any energy um to do any kind of weight training or resistance training or anything high intensity your body has nothing to burn and so it's not that you're not going to get strong it's not that you're not going to get through the workout it's that it's going to feel like death so you ever have those days where you just like don't eat before a workout or you just whatever, something's off and you just feel like you're going to pass out like in the middle of the workout, you feel super fatigued, you just don't feel like you have any energy. That's usually because you don't have enough carbohydrate in your system, meaning that you haven't fueled your glycogen levels. So your muscles burn glycogen um, when you exercise, that's the fuel source that your muscles use to make ATP. And if you don't eat carbohydrate, a complex carbohydrate works best because it slowly digests and gives you that fuel as you're going through your workout. It also doesn't spike your insulin. So the only time that spiking your insulin is good is post-workout. This is going to kind of get confusing. But any time okay. of the day, we don't want to spike our insulin. Insulin is the fat-storing hormone. So it's the, the hormone that comes out when you eat carbohydrate this is super layman terms, takes the sugar from the carbohydrate that you eat and process and transmits it all over your body to different cells. So like your hair, your skin, your muscles, everything that's growing in your body needs carbohydrate to, to do that. So insulin takes all that carbohydrate and moves it around your body. Now, if you eat a bunch of carbohydrate, let's say like a white bread or white rice, which has almost no fiber. So very low fiber, simple carbohydrates. Like if you drank a, a Coca-Cola, then that, all that sugar, the insulin in your blood is going to take that. It's going to rush it around your body, trying to find a place where energy is needed. If you're not exercising, there's no energy needed really, but besides like this, the basic cellular level. So any other carbohydrate, any other sugar that isn't used is going to get stored in your body as adipose tissue, which is fat. So that is literally how you build body fat on your body. Um, okay, so so post workout you are you advocate. So for example, the shake that you told me to drink, right? Yes. Like you, the shake pre-workout and then drink it sip it during the workout and then finish it after the workout yeah and i don't because require of that that people and have after to drink it during their workout because i know pe- people a lot of my clients will say like hey i can't i literally can't drink anything during my workout so i'm that's not gonna happen i'm like okay it's not a big deal like you can just eat more carbohydrates post-workout but essentially getting like the the complex carb before gives you that energy and it also the fiber in that complex carb doesn't allow your insulin to spike so you get in energy that's slowly digested without spiking your insulin without bringing your blood glucose levels really high so then after you work out what we're trying to do is 
repair all of the cells that you just damaged. You damaged a bunch of muscle cells when you worked out, whether it was weightlifting or high intensity. Um, and insulin is very anabolic, so it helps with, with muscle growth. And if you give insulin something to transmit around your body, which is carbohydrate, which is that sugar that I have people drink um, post-workout, then that's actually going to help your body and your muscles recover quicker. So you're going to feel better the next day. You're going to be less sore. Your muscles are going to repair and build quicker. And you're also going to feel better for the rest of the day. So this is like ni like 99.9% .9 of the time when my clients start implementing this post-workout carbohydrate, they feel like they have better energy for the rest of their day after their workout because they don't feel like that huge crash that you'll get after you work out and you don't eat anything. People will kind of say to me like, yeah, I just feel like I'm so low energy all day. Um, and it's because they don't have any fuel. Getting that car So getting that carbohydrate in post-workout is kind of like the, the idea behind the timing of it. And so what I say is post-workout, we want to get even more carbohydrate in. That's upwards of like between 40 and 80 grams of carbs, depending on the si again, the size of the person. So 40 grams for like a smaller human, smaller female, like upwards of 70, 80 grams in a, in a meal post-workout um, for a larger human being. This okay. explains so much about my day today. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What happened? Because I woke up at 538 of the workout and it wasn't super hard. It was just like some a couple like weightlifting complexes and so since it wasn't like super cardio when I got home I was like got out kind of late basically like my morning since I've been doing these morning workouts is so cramped for time yeah I get home at like 6 50 and I have to be back I have to be out of the house by 7 20 right. and I have to get miles ready so I was like I had like some eggs mm -hmm. and that was it that was all I had all morning and I was I was sitting in the car on my way to work I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out like yeah. I have, I feel like I'm like going in like a narcoleptic state. Like at any moment I could fall asleep and I'm not going to be in control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it the weirdest like, feeling. It almost feels like a, a big bomb in your stomach. Yeah. yeah. And it like, I also got that feeling of like, I, I felt like nauseous. Yeah. And I, and then like the whole day it, I just couldn't come back from it until, and then I, it was just like, yeah, but now, now I've mixed all sense. Yeah. yeah. Should have had my, should have had my sugar drink, which I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Okay, so just because for time's sake, I have so many other questions I want to talk about. But um, let's talk a little bit about the programming you're doing for Claire. Yeah. Um, yes. So let's. she re Claire reached out to me because um, she was kind of letting me know, like, hey, uh, my life is really busy. I have a baby, and I have a lot going on, and I don't really have time to get to the gym, to the CrossFit gym. And so most of the days have been rest days. And she kind of was like, I, I don't really know what to do at this point. Like, I'm not really able to follow, like, the training day macros. And even when I think I'm going to get to the gym, I'm not able to. And so uh, what – and this has happened before um, – I'm really comfortable programming anything, not just CrossFit for people. So like if they just have like a regular gym very near them or they have a little bit of equipment in their house or even if they literally have zero equipment in their house, I pro kind of offer up as much as I can like my, um, my ability to program workouts for them that they can kind of fit into their lifestyle. So I, I kind of just said to Claire like, hey, 
do you have a gym at your apartment complex or where, where you're living? And she said, yeah, there's a gym like literally right near me. And I was like, all right, well, let's get you some workouts then. <laughs> um, so I started programming. So for the record, I was hoping you were going to give me more rest day carbs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to tell her, like, oh, I never get to eat any carbs. And she's going to be like, oh, you poor thing. Here, have more carbs. Yep. <laughs> nope. Instead, she just gave me a bunch of barbell. Just or not gave barbell, me a bunch workouts. of dumbbell workouts. <laughs> yeah. So she kind of gave me an idea of, like, hey, this is what's in my gym. I have dumbbells. I have, like, a, you know, ellipticals, stationary bike, blah, blah, blah. Gave me, like, a list. And so now every week I give her, like, three good workouts that she can just kind of do whenever. And it's usually a strength component, some strength work in the beginning, and then, like, a metabolic conditioning workout that she can do. And all of it would hopefully take under an hour. Um, and and I do all sorts of programming. So, like, Claire's one of my clients now. I also have... Um, a, a bunch of competitive athletes that I work with that are interested in um, going to regionals or the games. And so they get like full, you know, three hour blocked out programming that's all strength work, mobility, skill work, and some metabolic conditioning that's really focused on their individual weaknesses as athletes. Um, I work really extensively with people on improving kind of areas where they're struggling. Um, and then again, I have clients where they literally are like, I don't have any equipment. I don't go to the gym, but I really want to do something. So I will program them body weight workouts with running or body weight workouts just in their house that they can do that's like 30 minutes of activity three or four times a week. And it makes such a big difference. Um, yeah, no excuses, especially. Yeah, you've also been working with one of our listeners to like work towards uh, her goal of getting a pull up and yeah. like so anything from you know these kind of bigger picture of like like for me like hey I just need you know another option on the days I can't get to the gym versus like hey this is a specific goal I'm working towards yeah um you know can you help me out there and yeah. I don't know about you Claire but I feel like sometimes when especially working with a coach sometimes I'm afraid to ask because mm-hmm. I'm like well I just feel like I should be working harder and it's like well that's not real life like no. we need to ask for help and exactly. so like every time I've needed something Sarah's always been like okay cool let's do this you know so yeah. I feel like at least from my experience we feel I mean I feel an obligation to work my hardest but then there's times where I'm like well I'm just gonna see if I can adjust this one thing you know yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then and then I think I, like think like thinking about you know all of us like our whole goal with this has been okay how can we continue this into our lives like yes. long term mm-hmm. and yes. that kind of mindset I think is so important because yeah if you do have a specific goal you have a meet you're training for or a competition you're training for or you know a wedding you're tra- you know whatever it is like if you have an end goal then you can be a little bit more like okay cut and dry but that's not how you can live your life no yeah definitely. Yeah. So I like the long-term planning too of how we're setting this up for long-term. And the question sometimes we get a lot is like, you know, how long do we do this for? And how do we do this for, you know, like when we have events in our lives and showers and weddings, and Mm -hmm. it's like, it really goes back to that flexibility of just kind of having that, that roadmap. And we're not trying to hit numbers every day. If the goal can be that we can make healthy choices every day and stick to the zip code of the, of the roadmap, I think, I think we're good. Yeah. Um, what I try to tell people is when they have things that come up, like I had a guy go away for like a family vacation and he kind of like came back and was writing me telling me he felt guilty for how we ate. And like the one thing that I said that made him feel better was like, dude, the reason that you have this is so that you literally have something to come back to after you're done doing real life stuff. Exactly. Like you have a plan so that when you get home, 
you don't have to continue through those bad eating habits and you don't have to feel like, wow, now I don't know what to do because I like totally wrecked my body. You can like get back on track. And then the other thing is, is like, if you have those planned events that come up, you can even make them fit into your day by saying, you know, and there's literally nothing wrong with this saying, I'm just going to eat a little less earlier in the day so that I can save a majority of my macros or calories for when I'm going to go to this event. And it's just a much healthier way to do things than just saying, well, I'm just going to eat my regular day and then I'm just going to go binge at this thing. Like it's like, it gives you a little bit of discipline because that's the thing is like, I want people to enjoy their life. But at the same time, there's a, there's a line that you have to draw between enjoying your life and just being really negligent with your health. Yeah. And and that's the thing too that I've, yeah, I've thought a lot about that too, because I was thinking about this the other day where I was like, oh, cause I had a lot of events like the past three weekends and I felt like, oh my gosh, I got to make sure I stay on track. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Like I'm assuming that I'm just going to jump off the deep end and like stick like an entire plate of donuts. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, why am I assuming that? Like, why do I have that mindset going into it? Why Mm -hmm. can't I just look at this and say, I'm going to enjoy myself, but this doesn't mean I'm like going to be binging on an entire cake. Like I'm going to enjoy a piece of cake and it's fine. And like, and, and I just think we go back to that black white thinking that's just so so ridiculous so and and talked about too like you know for a lot of people living their life somehow means just making decisions that are literally whatever they want at any given time exactly and it's like no you know people are like well what you know you can't count macros all the time like you have to live your life it's like well yeah i'm not necessarily going to weigh and measure everything i eat forever but at the same time like to me you know going out and quote unquote living my life should have a focus on my health not yeah. just like especially if you, you know, have like you guys I'm especially if you have a family and a kid you know you go to an event like like maybe you go to a wedding and you bring your kid and your kid is watching you literally like eat everything in sight like that's not a good right. thing to show your child like you can show them healthy eating eating habits and still have a good balance between enjoying the things that you know we're going to be there, like, hey, I'm going to have a bite of this, and I'm going to have a slice of cake, but I'm not going to sit down and eat, you know, six plates of food Right, I'm not going to have seconds and thirds. Yeah, because it's unnecessary, and that's kind of what the macro thing teaches people is, like, it gives you a little bit of a, a barrier and a guard around that just excessive eating that's unnecessary. That's not living your life. Like that's damaging your body that you're hurting yourself. That's not like, Oh, I'm enjoying myself. Okay. You're enjoying the serotonin that gets released in your bloodstream and all the dopamine. And you're super happy for five seconds. And then you realize how much you just ate. And then you feel horrible about yourself. Like that's a horrible feedback loop to be in. It's horrible. It's horrible. So I, I, what comes to mind for me is that um, we had a guest on Andy Mitchell and she wrote um, a cookbook called Eating in the Middle um, and also a book called uh, It Was Me All Along and she lost almost 200 pounds. Um, She was, you know, obese and she went through this huge journey of losing a lot of weight and really it talks so much about that relationship with food of how you can enjoy and she has a beautiful blog with beautiful food that's that's learning to just exactly what we're talking about is finding that sweet spot of like why are we putting so much weight on this one way or the other can we just live in that like pendulum of niceness in the middle yeah um so uh i know we're running out of time with you tonight so let's go back to um do you want to talk about programming claire of what uh sarah offers yeah because i know that you know once i started working with sarah she you know was like 
this is also something we could totally offer to your listeners. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's also might be something that for folks who are like, you know what, I have my, dial, my diet pretty dialed in, or this is just not an area of my life that I really care to spend extra money on, or, you know, I don't like whatever it is, but I might have these other goals. Um, you know, so talk a little bit maybe about like your, how your programming setup kind of works, you know, yeah. what, the types of things that you can do for people and the types of like time commitments and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So I use, um, ba- like pretty basic software that I have everybody sign up through. So it's very easy. Like you get an app for your phone that you download and it basically, once you sign in, all your workouts are there. So every time I post them, you can just look at them on your phone. Um, and I combine it with nutrition. So I'll do like a nutrition plan with programming that kind of gives you a discount, but also just do like programming on its own. Like you said, if somebody's kind of like, I just want, you know, I have a specific goal. I want to get a muscle up or I want to get a pull up or I want to be able to handstand walk or I want to improve, you know, my clean and jerk technique. Um, I'll give them very specified programming or even like mobility. Like my mobility is really bad and I need like three, three mobility workouts a week that you can just give me. Um, so I do that and then I also do full programming. So if somebody's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I want to train to be competitive or I just want to get in really good shape and I don't want to go to class. I just want to work out on my own or I have a home gym or I can only go to open gym and I have no direction like those that kind of covers the spectrum. So any, anybody that wants to, to get programming, um, just reach out and I'll kind of let you know, like what I think would be best for you. It's not a template. It's very specifically like tailored to you um or if it's just generalized fitness stuff it's still tailored to your equipment in your gym and then any restrictions that you have so if you're like unable to run or if you you have mobility issues you know there's certain things i won't program because i know that you're not able to do them right Um, like for me i know that you were like you know okay is there anything you can't do and i wrote but you know i was like no but you know my core stability hasn't really come back all the way since i was pregnant and you're like great let's focus on that and so it's like Still, so you know, plugging total kind of it. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I I do anywhere from two days of programming a week to seven days of programming a week. Um, seven days would be literally for somebody who's like a competitor who needs who needs right, rest days time. programmed where they're doing aerobic capacity work and also mobility and any skill work, so active recovery days too. Um, but minimum two, just because if somebody wants one day a week, it, it's generally not going to really do anything for you. Um, so two days a week, I, I kind of stress is like the minimum and then anywhere from, like I said, two to seven. Um, and yeah, it's just, again, compared to kind of other companies, it's not a template and it's also a lot more affordable. It's not something where I'm like charging, you know, $300 a month for somebody to do programming with me. So totally. So they just email you you, Sarah Eileen Pierce at Gmail. Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing, giving, um, a discount for girls gone wild listeners. So Sweet. if you guys shoot me an email, I'll let you guys know what the discount is. Um, the discount on the nutrition plans was pretty significant. So um, for you, for you listeners, so don't be afraid to email me about the um, programming. I don't have a wait list for programming right now. So if you guys reach out to me, if you want a combo with the nutrition, the nutrition I've still got. It's only about like a week at this point, um, but there is still a little bit of a wait list because I literally got. Let me let me reiterate this: two hundred emails. <laughs> <laughs> Which was rad. And, and <laughs> but I was like, who, whoa. <laughs> we people reach out to us who were like, I was so excited. And then I, there was this wait list and I was so disappointed. And so I also want to just like put it out there to everybody. We had no idea. No, no idea. That the response was going to be that big. And we were so excited that it was that big. But we 
do kind of apologize for teeing this yeah. up as like, hey, I this know. is this and then like, and wait list. But yeah, and you have a wait list because that was like the whole complaint. So we apologize, but so at the same time, it's like, yeah, yeah, great problem to have. And we also apologize for people who are like, crap. Yeah, but what it has me up for? it has only been like, I think at the most for people, it's been like a month, um, yeah, which is really not. That's yeah, not bad. Hasn't been bad. Not even quite yet a month. So, because we did it right before the 4th of July. So, yeah, I mean, I've pretty much gotten to most of the people um, that were, that had emailed me initially. So, it's like all those people are already taken care of. And then it's just kind of, I'm still getting emails, like from people who are just listening to the podcast now. So, if you're listening now on August 4th. Yes. And you want, and this is the first time you've heard it, you know, feel free, still please feel free to contact yeah. Sarah, but just know about there might be a couple week lead time. Yeah, it's, it's probably a week or two for nutrition at this point. But again, programming, no wait time. I'm, I'm, I'm taking on people pretty easily with the programming side of things. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. Do we want to talk really quick? Because I know you got to go, Sarah. Oh, yeah. a, lot, yeah. a lot of people ask the question about fasting. Oh, and fasting. it, you know, yeah. t- talk about that. This seems to be like the latest buzz- buzzword is keto is. and intermittent fasting. And so I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, how in- intermittent fasting has been around in. for a long time, but it's yeah. kind of become the buzzword. Yeah, it's become like a trend. Um, people are kind of using it to lose weight and improve their health. And um, it actually has a really like powerful effect on the body body and the brain um but it's very dependent on the person and it and it really depends on the type of intermittent fasting that you do so intermittent fasting is basically like an eating pattern that cycles between periods of fasting and eating so you're eating for a certain window and then you're not eating for a much bigger window is usually how it works um doesn't talk about what foods you eat how much you eat really but more about it's more about the timing that being said you can't just like in your eating window eat like 8,000 calories I mean the idea is to kind of stick to um, a reasonable amount of food in that time Um, but so basically um, I mean there's a bunch of different um, options that you can do but I know the most uh, common one that people do is the 16-8 split or the 16-8 method. It's also called the lean gains protocol. And it's where you skip breakfast. So you skip like you don't eat literally until about noon or so. Um, And then your eating period is only eight hours. So you would eat from like noon to eight or one to nine. And then you would fast for the 16 hours in between that. And you, and you time it so that you're fasting when you're sleeping for the most part. So you don't go much time without eating okay. um, when you're conscious. So you're more or less counting like the evening to the next day, the next yeah. morning. Is so basically fast. if you ate like 1 to 9 p.m., 1 p.m. to 9 p.m., then you would go to bed and wake up and you wouldn't eat again until 1 p.m. Gotcha. Um, I actually... Uh, had someone do that i had i've had a couple clients try intermittent fasting because you know counting macros is not does not work for every single person like i said taking into account um body composition and the way that your metabolism works some people literally don't get results off of macro counting it's rare but it happens and so in that case i don't want to just say well it doesn't work for you sorry like i try everything that i can to figure out what works best for them so i've done intermittent fasting with some clients i've done just like a clean eating kind of diet with them but the intermittent fasting um protocol is actually really easy to adapt to um especially the 16-8 method because um people generally 
it, it, it happens pretty quickly that you adapt to being able to wait because being fasted, um, it's different than if you eat like breakfast and then you go eight hours without eating because you haven't eaten. Your body um, is just kind of in a, not a dormant state, but just you don't feel the effects of being super hungry. When you are fasted, there's some changes that happen in your body. Um, human growth hormone, HGH, uh, levels just skyrocket. Um, they can go up as much as like fivefold, which is... Really? When you're fasting? Yeah, which is That's important really for fat loss and muscle gain. Um, insulin sensitivity improves and your levels of insulin are really low and that can make stored body fat more accessible. So like people sometimes do kind of cardio stuff when they're fasted. Like that's why um, bodybuilders, when they're prepping for a show, they all do what's called fasted cardio um, because it literally burns body fat quicker than fueled cardio because your body, when, you, when you're fasted overnight, um, your body is more likely to access your body fat and burn it for fuel. And then cellular repair. So when you're fasted, your cells um, actually initiate cellular repair processes like quicker. They like remove old dysfunctional proteins that build up inside cells and digest them and get rid of them when you're fasted. And then uh, like gene expression can even change um, during periods of fasting where, and it can help with like prevent diseases and help with longevity. So there's like a lot of studies um, on intermittent fasting where people say it's a very powerful tool both for weight loss, increasing your metabolic rate, um, and improving, kind of getting rid of disease or preventing disease. But at the same time, what I've found is that if people work out in the morning and they do any kind of weight training or CrossFit, it does not work because they have no energy whatsoever. I've just found that people, unless they work out right when they wake up and they're just used to that, if somebody, you know, trains at 9 or 10 in the morning and they haven't eaten and they're doing a lot of high intensity stuff with heavy weights, it just is not, it's not doable. And I've tried it myself and it's not something that I can maintain training in the mornings. If I train in the evenings or the afternoons, then it's totally doable for me. So, but I've definitely given it to my clients who are a little less concerned with their training. They more so kind of work out just to be fit and they can kind of augment when their training is and move it around. And it, you know, it's only an hour CrossFit class and they can kind of fit that into their, their eating window and then it ends up working out fine. So um, it's definitely something I've prescribed. So again, if people have questions or want to know more about intermittent fasting, you guys can ask me. Um, I know a lot about it, so and I and I feel comfortable prescribing it. It's not. It's basically like macro counting in a window of time. Okay, so we got to wrap up, but I want to yep. just hear, you know, for your favorite like post wad meal that is your either your go to or the one that you recommend the most, or whether those are the same thing, um, you know, because I know a lot of folks are looking for like kind of tangible. Okay. What is like a fun recipe or something that I can take away from this? So what's your, what do you grab after you're done with a hard workout? Everybody always expects me to say like a donut. <laughs> I mean, um, I they would like me to say that. Um, <laughs> in general, what, so I have a meal sponsor that's really awesome. They're um, Trifecta Nutrition and they are a really local um, grassroots company that does meal delivery and they're all about like clean eating and macro proportions and they 
literally measure out like carbs, protein, and fat for you on the nutrition facts in in the meals, and they're all oh, um, yeah, they're all vacuum packed and like delivered in ice to your house. Um, super awesome, and I have a discount code actually that's that I can give to people. I've been giving listeners if they express interest in it, and also it's on my Instagram. But they send me food like every week. Um, so I love literally making like a bowl because I eat everything out of a bowl because I'm kind of a child. Um, I like eating <laughs> sweet potato or rice or quinoa, like any kind of, um, of good carbohydrate source like that that's kind of starchy and complex. I put that in with like some salsa and some ground meat, like something like ground beef or ground turkey or shredded chicken or any kind of meat that I kind of have that I've like prepped. And then um, like some, just some veggies like thrown in all mixed together. I'm like such a salsa fiend. I put salsa on everything. So it really excites me when I get to like put it in a bowl with a bunch of stuff. Um, So I like to do that or I'll do, I'll do something simple. Like uh, I'll make like eggs and toast and like bring it with me to the gym and then just eat that afterwards. Basically just trying to get protein and like a good carbohydrate source in there a pretty significant amount though, just cause my training is like three hours. <laughs> uh, so when I eat afterwards, it's like kind of an obnoxious amount of food. Like people are like, you eat what after you work out? Like, how do you not weigh 300 pounds? Deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Joy is like salivating. I know. Yeah. So good. Well, I know we're running out of time and we got to wrap up and uh, I feel like this discussion could go on and on. We have so many other questions. So we'll just have to catch up with you in another month and kind of check in and see how it's going. But definitely um, any kind of last minute tips that we can give people just in general as far as just um, taking care of their bodies, taking care of their minds. Yeah, just focus on just focus on clean eating and making good choices. You don't have to like count every individual macro. Just you know, when you're out to eat, you can look at a menu and like you know that like that giant hamburger with French fries is probably not the best option for you. And you kind of just have to weigh the pros and cons. Like, do I want to regret eating this afterwards? Do I want to wake up and not feel good? Do I want to like continue this kind of you know habit of unhealthy eating, or can I? make better choices and that doesn't mean that you have to eat like like plain grilled chicken breast and steamed broccoli but you can definitely make slightly healthier choices in terms of whether it's portion portion control only eating like half of what what you have on your plate when you're out to eat because there really is no place that serves a normal portion of food anymore (laughs) so doing that making those kind of decisions when you're out when you're home just trying to try to get vegetables at every meal so i tell people like try to eat something green at every meal kind of like weirds me out when people get obsessed with this macro counting especially um with some of these companies where they're literally just eating brown food like all day like just eating like rice and ground turkey and controlled yeah like brown food like eat variety and eat veggies and eat go to the farmer's market and like eat clean and those things don't have to taste gross. Like look up recipes and cool ways to cook them so that they taste like amazing. Yeah. (laughs) That's another thing that I've been reading a lot about too, is just variety and having your body experience variety. The other last quick question I promise is um, I'm sure a lot of people are kind of like, why don't you count greens? Because in your program, you're like, don't count greens. Yeah. So any like green vegetables, because there's so much fiber and so much water and so minimal, so much like so minimal um, carbohydrate. I take that into account the the possible very trace amounts of carbohydrate that you would get from eating those greens. But because there's so much fiber, your body actually can't most of the time cannot access that carbohydrate before the 
the food literally passes through you and you poop it out. Your digestion just pooping is, out carbs, wasting yeah, carbs. Just pooping your, out carbs. Your digestion <laughs> is <laughs> that's song for you. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's um, our favorite thing to talk about, Sarah. I like talking about poop too. So your digestion is really powerful, but it cannot break down insoluble fiber, which is basically what makes those green vegetables really stringy and fibrous. So your body just literally gets rid of that. It poops it out. So by the time your body could actually break that down, it would take like days and days and days. Well, the food's not in your system for that long. And so most of the time, the carbohydrates are kind of woven up in that lattice work of fiber and you can't access them. So I kind of tell it's a good way for people to stay full and healthy and get their vitamins and minerals and not be stuck on supplements. And so I encourage it like, hey, you know, you have to count macros in, in a lot of the things that you're eating. But if you go sit right now and you eat a bowl of broccoli, it's I don't care. You can just eat it. And people are like, oh, and then it kind of actually like encourages them to eat vegetables. Yeah. It's kind of almost like making kids eat their veggies. That's funny. Because <laughs> people don't want to do similar. it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on that note, I'm going to go have some asparagus. You yes. can have some veggies. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much again for taking the time and uh, dealing with our audio uh, technical difficulties. And yes. remind our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, so Triceratops on Instagram. That's 3Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-T-O-P-S. You can Facebook me. It's kind of hard to find me on Instagram or on Facebook, I mean, because there's so many Sarah Pierces. But you can also email me, Sarah Eileen Pierce at gmail.com. That's S-A-R-A. H-E-I-L-E-E-N-P-I-E-R-C-E at gmail.com. But I know you're so you're so good like that. But if you guys <laughs> missed any of that, you can also reach out to us, girlsgonewat at gmail.com, and we can put you in touch with Sarah. Um, listeners, you guys can also find us at Instagram, Facebook. Did you mm-hmm. see Instagram's trying to be like Snapchat? Yeah, it's they have crazy. a new stories thing. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. It's- I know. That's it's what kind my of like friends said. They're like the collision the of worlds. That? Yeah, it's they're I trying know. to be Snapchat. Yeah. So you guys can find us all on social media. You can support the podcast by re- leaving us a review and rate us five stars. Tell us what you think. Give us feedback. And as always, we love to hear what you guys have to say and supporting this community by helping it grow, by sharing with a friend and letting us know your feedback on iTunes and clicking subscribe. That also bumps us up in the ratings so that people can find us and we can keep this community growing because that's what we love. That's it for this week. And we have just enjoyed the nutrition talk. We hope it's helpful for you guys. If you have any other questions regarding our nutrition chats, please email us, girlsgonewat at gmail.com. And that's it for this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.